friends, welcome to Across the Board, where we discuss and share our real-life everyday issues and stories from our everyday people like you. And we are your hosts, Kelsey, Julia, Blair, Ramani, Marjan. Today we're going to talk about mental health. Before I actually give the full description of what mental health is, I'm going to ask everyone to go around and say what mental health means to them. Mental health to me is mental stability. It's about how stable you are in the mind. Kelsey, what does it mean to you? Um, mental health to me is about, uh, I guess, giving back to yourself and making sure that you're good mentally. Like always looking out for yourself more than others. You should always be able to make sure you're good mentally. Armani, what about you? To me, mental mental health refers to, like, your level of well-being, like, emotional, social, psychological, like, how you're feeling. And I guess in relation to that, how you behave as a result. Um, mental health for me is mainly more so, um, I guess it kind of touches on everyone, but it's just so, for me, my own well-being and making sure, and put, like, putting myself first sometimes. According to mentalhealth.gov, mental health um, is basically emotional, um, psychological, and social well-being. Um, and it's that it affects how you think, feel, and act. It also determines how we handle stress, relate to others, and make choices. Mental health is important at every stage of life from childhood, adolescent, through adulthood. In your opinion, why is it important to speak on mental health? I think it's important because we don't realize that a lot of us are suffering in a lot of the same ways. And so a lot of people try to like conceal, I feel like, or, um, you know, hold, hold in their feelings because they, yeah, a lot of times our feelings may feel very like individual to us, but, um, once you start talking about it with other people, you realize like that a lot of us are have the same sentiments or feeling this are feeling badly in the same ways, and so it helps to kind of work to erase or um, kind of help figure out how to a way to fix, I guess, um, those problems. I feel like a lot for the most part, it's never. It's not something that everyone's spoken about. So, like, actually talking to people about it and sharing stories, you're right. It does help, like, foster, one, a better relationship, but also foster a relationship within the community that, you know, this is something that's important that we need to address. And over time, like, it seems like it's been something that has taken um, a backseat for the most part, and no one really, like, talks about it. Agreed. Yeah, you guys nailed it. Um, yeah, kind of piggybacking off of what you and Marjan said, I think Marjan touched on how, I guess some people almost look at it as a form of weakness sometimes when it comes to expressing yourself. Yeah. Or if something's going on in your life, and I guess society might say, you know, you're supposed to just figure that out and handle it on your own. But I think it's important because, like Marjan said, some of us are going through the same things and talking through it. And just reaching out to somebody and saying like, oh, hey, well, well, I'm going through the same thing as you. It makes you feel more 
like a part of a community and I guess engage with others because I feel like people seem like we're all in a competition or something like that and when you're getting older and things like that so things tend to go I think Julia said in the in the back seat and you kind of forget about it and you look up and you're way down the road the rabbit hole way more than what you started with so I think it is important to talk about it before it gets too deep and it's too late sometimes for some people. Blair, what do you think? I think that uh, mental health is important because if you hold things in, you can affect other people in your life. Well, that's a good point because then you just kind of take that emotion that you feel and it just affects and yeah, you just kind of like anger or transfer it, yeah. Random actions or whatever. Do you think mental health is portrayed accurately in social on social media? To a certain extent. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. They don't they don't advertise that. Like I feel like, like suicides on- and stuff like that. They don't advertise that, so they don't even put that on the media to begin with. I think it depends. I think now more than ever you're seeing a lot of things being triggered due to people's mental health. So I think you might see it in certain cases, but I don't think they're advertising it or trying to reach out to people. But like with the hotlines and things like that, that they're coming up with, I think it's somewhat of an asset, but I don't think it's a huge asset to people with mental health or, or dealing with your mental health. Mm-hmm. Amarni, what were you going to say? Uh, I was going to say, uh, I feel like uh, social media promotes mental health but like in a superficial way like mm-hmm. they'll like advocate for someone's mental health and be all for it and good vibes this and oh we all need to support each other you know blah 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 but then turn around and bully the hell out of somebody next day you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. it's not really like like a focus point the way that it needs to be um like with everything going on today with the but with black lives matter and for example the tolu um who 19 year old who was killed who was found oh killed today gosh, so sad. and everyone expressed themselves on social media and talked about um you know spoke about their rape um their rapist and you know spoke about it but it's only turned around for her to pass away like a few not too long after that like and social and it's like it takes for something like, why does it really take for something like this to happen for it to even be brought to people's attention? It's like, I feel like it makes people not even want to speak up with things like this happening. Are you just saying as far as just the platform of social media or? Yeah, like those, it's like, I feel like back then, you know, everyone like talked about, you know, who their rapist was, shared their story. But again, it's back to people don't believe them and what they're saying. So it goes back to that whole mental health thing of people Mm -hmm. sharing with you how they feel, but you don't want to listen to them. But yet you guys expect for them to continue to share with you how they feel. Like, why would I continue to share how I feel about a situation and tell you exactly what happened to me, but yet you don't like believe me and you don't want to like be there for me in a essence and like you just let it's not like you like it's you just keep letting things like this keep happening it's like a whole cycle of this whole thing keeps happening you said it right it's a cycle yeah i mean you can even look at how long it took for 
not that people are still listening. Some people still don't understand with the whole, you know, Black Lives Matter situation. But you even look at how long it took for that. But you also have to take in consideration that, you know, there's always going to be people, there's always going to be people out there that don't believe you. But that doesn't mean you should stop telling your story or sharing your experience. Because there's always going to be doubters out there. But I, I think I agree with you. I think it does take a while sometimes for people to really sit down and listen. How have you improved your mental state after a bad trauma or experience? By going to therapy. That's true. I think that was the best decision I've made so far in my life. I'm going to try therapy. I definitely want to. That's something I've never tried before. What would y'all say the benefits are? I mean, I guess, because I always think, like, when it comes to therapy, at least I'm going in there talking to someone that has no prejudgment or anything. is just there to listen, you know? Yeah, I think that was the benefits of therapy, like having somebody who's, like, on your side, but that's going to help you figure out where you're not wrong, where you could have done better, what you need to fix, and how and ways to fix it. Yeah. Um, I think have been, like, really instrumental for me um, yeah. in helping to... And just, just having somebody to talk to mm-hmm. and listen yeah. to you. Because sometimes I feel like you just want that unbiased opinion. Like somebody yeah. just looking from it, like doesn't have any opinion on it, doesn't have any, you yeah. know, pre-connotations when it comes to you as a person or like any pre, you know, old habits or something like that. Exactly. Okay, so Blair, the question is, how do you, how have you improved your mental state after a bad trauma or experience? How have I or how do I? Okay, I guess either or. How have you or how do you improve your mental state after a bad trauma or experience? You know what I do. I lift weights. That's on the strongest in town. Sure you are. Words that are wrong in my venue. Why do you guys think therapy is so looked down on? Like, and especially in the Black community, it's like, it's seen as sometimes as a taboo to go see a therapist and talk to a therapist, like to a point where sometimes it's actually discouraged, you know? I mean, it's, it's getting back to what Kelsey and uh, I think John touched on. Like, it's like a stigma on like having a mental illness or going through a mental crisis. Like, there's a stigma on that. Like, and it's not just our community, it's across like most communities for whatever reason. Yeah. It's looked at, like, like, I think somebody said it, like, it's looked at as being weak, like a weakness. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to the Black community, you can even look as far as police brutality or things that Black people go through on a daily basis, right? This stuff's been going on for so long that it's almost like it's normal. So when you get yeah. these, you know, mental health issues that come up due to the traumas that, you know, Black people may go through, they're just kind of told to say, oh, push it to the side. You know, that's that's what's going to happen because of the color of your skin. So maybe there's a connection with that, too, when it comes to the mental health in the Black community. But kind of getting me thinking, like, how there's this whole, like, oh, like, Black women are so strong. You know, we can handle mm-hmm. anything. You know, like, oh, right. I, don't, I don't know how to explain it, but it's, it kind of, I feel like it's in the same field. Like, Yeah, because it's almost like, you know, like, 
as a black woman, you're supposed to automatically be strong. You know what I mean? Literally. You're supposed so to be able like, to, like, whatever comes right. at you, like. Right. Or uh, for a black man, you're supposed to show no weakness or show no emotion almost. Right. Remain solid. Like. Right. But, I mean, every I like person, every people have issues and have emotions and break down sometimes, and that's okay. But I think it might that might be a reason why it's specifically in the black community and our community, so. This kind of brought about, like, a thought of how, like, I've been seeing, especially, like, today, I've been seeing on, like, social media where a lot of women are saying that, you know, men out here are not, like, protect, like, men out here will rather protect, like, another different type of race of, of females before they protect black women. And, okay, again, but it's always seen that, you know, black men don't defend women. But then again, in the meet, it's like contrary, it contradicts the fact that women are, you know, women always have to be this strong, but yet, like, we still need men to protect us. It's like, I don't know if you all get where I'm coming from with this. I know it's like, I don't know if it's that we need them. I think we just expect them to have our backs the way we have throughout history had theirs. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it seems like that's not the case. Blair, you look like you're inching to say something, so go ahead. I don't have no words for none of that, because that shit does not apply to me. So You're just a different type of male, but they're all... Okay, they're well, I'm not about to say ma- Go ahead. There are other men out here who do it, but I know you don't do it, but can you speak on it? How am I going to speak on men on that? that. <laughs> it's your gender. Another man's <laughs> It's your gender. I don't care. But it, it's not just—it's not like it's just black men. It's society as a whole fails black women constantly, consistently. Yeah, that's it. It's that's a societal true. issue, not just <laughs> because it's always seen. Because we, we women have always been seen as a second-class citizen from, like, being paid less than men. Uh, that's been going and, on since before I was born. I can't say nothing it, on that. I mean, that's true, but it's like, <laughs> exactly. That's the whole point. It's been going on for a very long time. <laughs> but it's like, but why does it take until now? What for- you think you're doing differently and how you think other men should follow, too. I mean, I'm I'm not even fully understanding it. Like, what do y'all mean by they don't stand up for black women? Then I hush fell over the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> no, like in terms I don't of know, like, I, like, I'm I just trying to think of which instance do you want to speak Any, it doesn't make a difference. I'm not a woman, so you how gotta help me understand. How about when that DMV rape page came out and all those men poured in talking about some Damn. old women bros, they would never do that. They sat in the third, all oh, those girls are lying, blah, 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 like. Sam, some of them were lying. There was, there was a guy that was trying to press charges because <laughs> one girl was lying. And when one girl lies on a platform like Twitter, that does tamper with the credibility of the rest. But that's, that's not to say the majority of them are wrong or lying. I don't see it that way, but I can't, I can't, you can't make everybody think like you, champ. Uh, I don't know. You see, I ain't the, I ain't the MLK type. What type but, are you, fool? Uh, I don't know. But I ain't, I don't know. I, I'm not, I'm not into thinking that you can change the way people think. So... So what's your alternative you you, to, to not being able to make people change the way they think? 
You can educate people. Like who? It depends on who specifically. Like racist. And educate. Oh, he's a racist? <laughs> First, okay, yeah, that's that's a hard one because I don't have no white friends that even begin to ask me the crazy-ass questions that I've been hearing these past couple of days or weeks or however long it's been. But if I was them, I would answer in, like, a real direct way. And I'm not wasting too much time with grown men. So... If you're a fucking college grad and you can't understand how black people are oppressed, no matter how much money they have, I don't have it. I'm not wasting time. That shit. Yeah, you can I, understand. I, I, oh, go ahead. Sorry. You can understand the magnitude of uh, segregation and slavery and all that other stuff. I'm gonna go ahead. What are you saying? Mm, it's not our job to teach racists how not to be racist. You know, we can share our stories, share our experiences, but that's that's it. Like from there on, it's yeah. white people's job to teach their counterparts, their racist counterparts, how to change, how to how to fight the system, how to combat their privilege. That's not on What do you believe is important to for anyone to be aware of if they know someone with a mental health issue? Um, I think the number one thing to stay focused on is just listening, like trying to remain attentive to what they're saying, how they're feeling, like, that's the most important thing, I think, you can listen, instead of like trying to, you know, trying to give your advice, trying to say, oh, I've been there too, like, whatever, whatever, the best thing you can do. I think you're right on that, because at that moment, the person is only trying to express to you how they feel about what's going on. And the best thing you can do is just to be there for that person and just hear what they have to say. Yeah, you're right on that. And also, I think another thing you can do is just find ways to actually be there for the person. Um, like, just communicating more. Maybe it's, like, helping them, like, go outside. Like, just, and just like, have a different experience. Um, but Blair, go ahead. I repeat the question again. Um, the question is, what do you believe is important for anyone to be aware of if they know someone with a mental health issue or with mental health issues? Uh, to be an open ear. Yeah, I would say that's the best thing to do is to be open ear. You probably get the best advice that you could think of. Open up free time for them if you need to, but yeah, that's about it. Um, Kelsey, what about you? Um, I probably would say the same thing. Just being able to sit there and listen, and not really create an opinion per se about the situation or whatever's going on. Um, I think the best thing you can do is, yeah, just sit down and just listen sometimes. And be there for them. Marjan? Yeah, I agree. I think the best thing to do is just, I think the best thing to do is just be a friend. Be somebody who they can rely on and somebody who can show up for them. And someone who can just help to kind of alleviate any any pain that they're going through 
I mean, when it comes to a certain point, I think it's definitely best to seek um, like a health professional, but I think our friends can still support us and get us through hard times in healthy ways. That's true because, you know, your friends are like your family too. They're like an extension of your family. According to mentalhealth.gov, the four dimensions of the recovery are health, home, purpose, and community. Health is make informed, healthy choices that support physical and emotional well-being. Home is have a stable and safe place to live. Purpose, engage in meaningful daily activities such as a, such as a job or school, volunteering, caring for your family, or being creative. Work for independence, income, resources, or to participate in society. And for community is build, community is build, build relationships and social networks that provide support. So you got, we did touch on everything. It's pretty much, you know, just having sort of that stability and. I agree with the list. Me too. Mm-hmm. I think it's an all around thing. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Across the Board. We know there are thousands of other podcasts out there, but you chose to listen to ours, and we greatly appreciate you. For more information on today's episode, please visit our website, acrosstheboardpodcast.brushroute.com. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and tell a friend about it. Rate and review today's episodes and share your thoughts with us. Until next time, continue to be the best version of you.